I'm Annie, and I've never made a decision in my entire life. Hi, I'm Gil, and I have an opinion about every 15 seconds. Uh, this is Just a Phase, a podcast where uh, we rewatch and view media that Annie watched as a young queer person. Uh, and Gil is watching now for the first time. Uh, so this this week, this episode, um, we're going to be talking about something that is near and dear to my little heart. Southern Ontarian heart. <laughs> and that is Carmilla, a web series from 2014 about lesbian vampires? About vampires, parentheses, we're into the the queer elements of yeah. this show. It's certainly about, well, it's about one it's vampire. About a few vampires. There are a few sure. vampires. There's a There's couple. There's a few queer people. Um... I'm really excited to talk about this. I don't know what the sort of structure that you had in mind, if you had guiding questions. I would like to just um, get your initial thoughts first, I think, because you'd never seen this before until I forced you to watch it. I, I had never seen this before, and it is Canadian. I could Ooh, tell by the accents, and Annie was, was kind enough to clarify. And I... Uh, hand to god throughout i thought i might see somebody i knew from like campus theater which i think speaks to um the quality that we were dealing with in terms of the performances at times no no tino shade we'll talk about it case to case by case um i found it um at times confusing yeah. uh not in terms of the plot the plot was pretty straightforward um in terms of i mean I, should i get into my 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 first kind Not of gripe yet, because there are a couple things that i want to okay. tell you and that i want to tell the listeners that i don't know if you know so, yeah okay so the show okay. was produced and created and whatever in toronto by largely toronto theater people to be totally honest but like 2014 toronto theater people That's um right. Sure. I have a strong reason to believe that it was shot in a Victoria College dorm room. And I say Oh, this interesting. Because, I was I wanted I to talk about where they because, shot it. Continue. Uh, many of the actors and people who worked on the production of this show are also part or were also part of another production company called Unsolicited Project, aka the Gay Women Channel, who did a movie that I hope to watch at some point with you on this podcast, that was shot entirely at the right. college. Yes. Um, really? So I have reason to believe that they had an in at Vic. And that, um, you know, this was, they, you know, they went into Ansley Hall or whatever I and said, we need a room for like a long time. I have a friend who is a Don, a Vic Don right now. I might sauce her a screenshot and say, "Does this look like any?" It doesn't look like the dorm I lived in, yeah, but they took they put room. me in the scary dorms my first year. I, I lived in the in the mental hospital dorm. Um, I lived in Newton, the no shoelaces dorm, um, but it was yeah. uh, that's entirely possible, honestly. And that's one thing I wanted to talk about is that I, yes. throughout, I like to muse about where I think this was set in Canada. We'll um, loop back to that, that I'm sure. What that. else did you I want to tell me? I just wanted to let you know, this is like Toronto 
culture. I remember um, some of the actors, specifically Laura and Carmilla, were like gonna do a thing at Toronto Pride one year. And I like wanted to go, but I didn't go. Oh, wow. Anyways, they're very Of course cool. you did. Was this widely watched? Like, was this a were, was this a weird thing that Annie found, or was this a big like, deal among really hard uh, Canadian lesbians of a certain age? I I know other yeah. people who watched it. I watched it because my girlfriend at the time was like, "You should watch this." When there was a first season, there are three seasons, so I watched the first season after it had already been released, and then I yes. followed along. With the second and third season, which if we ever watch those, painful task, painful. <laughs> yeah, we won't. We won't be. I don't um, think. I think one season yeah, of Carmilla did me pretty good. Sometimes I talk to people and they're like, "Oh yeah, I saw that." Like back in high school, I watched that and it was like ridiculous. And I'm like, "Okay, like other people have seen this." There's clearly people in the in the YouTube comments were like, oh, oh my god, I'm so like, excited to rewatch uh, this. Like there is clearly a following, but I had never heard of it. Um, you know, I think like sure. lesbians in the GTA were probably all familiar with it, especially if they were like in like the acting world at all. I think like I know some my girlfriend at the sure. time both of her sisters were both like Toronto-based actors. And so, like, we're familiar with the people who were in it. It was like a community type thing. <laughs> sure. Like, I feel like if this show were yes. made today, yes, I, I would agree. know somebody who knew somebody who worked on this show. Um, it's, it's too bad. And I don't. And that I feel like that's I'm robbed somewhat of the experience. I don't. Um, are we gonna do like a like a plot <laughs> recap, like a, the way that I a line by line, just, like thoughts that came into my head in like sequential order? Um, but the plot is so ridiculous. How do you even go about? I did too. <laughs> sure. The plot is sure. silly. I I, I, may I may I try to recap from memory? So, um, the. The the Laura. show opens Laura. with our protagonist. Her name is either Lauren or Laura. I think it's Laura, who has just the most okay, Spanish teacher on, energy. So um, it's the only way I can describe her. But I don't think she does because those aren't the same thing. <laughs> I'm saying to me, this woman taught me Spanish at, in high school, and she did not do it very well. Um, God bless her. Uh, so Laura is very annoying journalism, and she's doing a journalism project journalism about something spooky going on at the school. I'm going to throw in. And also something that does not. Yeah, exist. please. Very gay. But for a woman with very, very straight energy, if I. Um, okay. So this is something I want to, I want to throw an asterisk in right here. I was consistently confused as to the in-universe... Okay, this is obviously, we as viewers know, a spooky school. There's spooky nonsense going on at this school. But the characters, Laura especially, I seems mean, consistently surprised by here, the appearance right? of supernatural elements. I know. I... 
but there's an alchemy department slash club, which is one of my gripes. They cannot pick a lame, whether it's a club or whether it is a funded department. Why is department at a university? Alchemy club. But that's it, like if it's a Hogwarts university, that makes sense because they do magic stuff there. But you can't go to a school where the nerds are studying alchemy and also be like vampires aren't it's real. Like you have to at some point deal with the fact that there's going to be some crazy shit going on. That bugs me. The entire show. Yes. When she knows the school she goes to, her original <laughs> thing was like some like fucking welcome to Night Vale, like the library is gaining sentience. Uh, and like, no, it's impossible that she's a vampire. Okay. That bugged me. So we open with Laura um, mm. and her roommate, um, Betty, of a common name uh, in 2014 <laughs> for a college student, um, who is um, a fun loving girl. Which th this series really heavily buys into, like, via plot mechanics, buys into a <laughs> dichotomy of there are smart women and there are, uh, yeah. and there are sluts, yeah, essentially, <laughs> in, a, in a way that they, like, go deep into it. Um, um, Betty, Betty is a slut. Um, she is a type B for Betty. Um, she disappears at a party. It's worth noting that the entire show is a single shot. We, I mean, there's we, cuts, we but there's no... The audience, uh, it is all shot from Laura's computer show, in her door. It is a web show. And it is all straight to camera. A little bit. Yes. It's, it's, uh, it's a little <laughs> bit iCarly in a way that I kind of dig. Um, another piece of lesbian content that I'm sure we'll watch for this podcast at some yeah. point. Um, so Betty disappears. Yeah. And <laughs> Lauren is quite miffed about it. Uh, Laura, really? Sure. I'm gonna fuck that up again. Um, Laura's quite miffed about it, and in comes her new roommate, who has been assigned to her, <laughs> presumably by, by the administration. Um, right? Who is... Oh my god step on me hot she is she is fetching okay uh, she wears nothing but leather pants and mid-thigh skirts through the it's entirety the of this season she is gorgeous she's also really mean um like some weird yeah. shit starts happening. Um, I, I'm trying to, for, from a plot direction, I don't really remember what result. happens here, but there's like... <laughs> they, so, so, Laura, Laura's, yeah, Laura is, okay, so Laura's investigating um, uh, the disappearance of Betty, and so she talks to another, uh, two other girls who recently disappeared and then reappeared, um, who are both cool and smart, but then the become only thing sluts, smart and that's taken as like evidence of some supernatural magic. goings on. Um, yeah. And then is magic brain worms. I, um, so I'm going to do this as the, the shortest possible. Until, like, uh, uh, Laura, we meet Laura's TA. Her name is Danny. We're going to talk about Danny a lot. Okay. okay.
I want to hear it later. We're going to do the whole plot recap. Yeah. So Danny's here and she helps and we meet a couple of like frat boys. There are like two is, men on this show and like 12 women, show. which I think is great. Um, I didn't see a man for the first like half hour. It was awesome. Um, so we find out that Carmela is shocker, a vampire. She, her, her and vampire sort of brood do. mother uh, is because they said she was. Think if she gets personified do you never do? Sure. I don't know that she does. I think she always takes over another character's body. But we do see her like there is we never see her face really oh, yeah. clearly, but like she she appears on camera at one point in this season. There's really, a there's a, a shot where she's like walking through the door and the it cuts. Yeah. Um. So Carmela is a is a several hundred year old vampire who has been tasked with her vampire by her br vampire brood mother with uh luring girls to be vampire eaten or sacrificed to some uh, some elder god um and carmela feels bad about it and kind of falls in love with laura um and then ends up there's like a big fight and they defeat uh the dean of students but uh not without carmela sacrificing herself all of this, and we will talk about this, all of that, the yeah. fight with the Dean of Students, the sacrifice of Carmela, completely <laughs> off screen. Could not be more off screen. Um, we only, we see them come like, back and they're all covered in like down. mud and scars and shit and they're like, we won and they just narrate what happened in the battle. It's like, it's like they're describing their D&D &D session um, for, uh, for all the world. And we'll talk, I'm sure we'll talk, uh, you know, I'll talk about that now. <laughs> This show was clearly filmed on a budget of about $6. And so they knew that they could not do any supernatural stuff without it looking hokey as shit. Oh, yeah. And so they no, did. Like and honestly, legitimately, I have some respect for that that they didn't try. They were like, we want there to be cool magic stuff in this show. We want there to be scenes where, like, characters are, like, fighting flying books and there's, like, a flamethrower. Like and we're gonna do it entirely off-camera. Like, and, like, I was I was kind of okay with that decision. Soy milk to make it blood. And they were like, that's it. That's all we got. That's our special effects. Yeah, to make it look like blood. And they had a... And they had... It looked like a halfway competent makeup person um, that did, like, a lot of... You know, there's, like, scars in their faces and Laura's constantly... Her face is just covered in dirt. Um, I will take some issue with, this is one of my notes, with the costumes, which are dorky, but that's because it's 2014. But they're also wildly, I feel like in any given scene, every character is dressed for different weather. Where, like, one person will be wearing shorts, and one person will be wearing jeans and a sweater. And I'm like, what, it's, like, yeah. I know this is Toronto, so I know it's have, like, September. Pick this. a lane. Because these are all things that I never would have thought of. Because I watch it and I'm like, aww, mm -hmm. memories. And you watch it and you're like, what season is it? <laughs> no. But I have know. no, I have no, I have no love for this show. Like, pre- pre-established at least i think that's, um i think that's probably very what was your what was your next note i think that covers our plot recap to the level we for need for the plot recap because <laughs> yeah 
Yes, and then they smooch. Oh, it's worth noting. And Carmella is, only, is like, revived at the end. Lesbian um, that we get. And then they smooch. Can we? It's all yearning, which honestly. Let's talk about the gay stuff in this show. <laughs> like that almost makes it. It's all yearning, which I relate to strongly as a gay woman. I'm like, like, I feel so seen. Oh, does she like me? Yeah. And like, I I appreciated that none of the characters. I don't think like the word "gay" is never explicitly stated. Like, it's everybody being just either gay or kind of very bisexual is just taken for granted in a way that's like kind of refreshing because like it's just assumed that everyone is gay like even even perry and lafontaine who you have not mentioned yet everyone is gay but like it's even assumed even though they have like sort of a weird rocky like we are going to talk about perry and lafontaine like assumed that it's also a queer relationship in some way but it's not. But it's not is the thing. Yeah. Um. So we'll talk. Let, let's talk about the main sort of love triangle, which is Laura, literally seven feet tall. Laura, Danny, um, who is about seven feet tall and really, really pretty. Um, and they. Uh, we I love Danny personally. She is Laura's English lit TA, which is dubious from an ethics perspective. And the show touched on that um, somewhat. And so it's between Laura and Danny on one side and Carmilla on the other. Danny is, in my opinion, <laughs> fucking robbed. I my last note yeah. is hashtag justice for Danny because. She and Laura have such real chemistry, and Danny so clearly loves Laura. And I understand yes. TA and student; it's you, not it's, great, it's, it's but the, also six um, hundred year old vampire and nineteen year old girl also isn't great. So, like, setting that Twilight aside, in that way, it's very Twilight. It's like they're both sort of messed up. So, which one's better? It is very Twilight. Things, I think I haven't seen Twilight. Yeah. Can I tell my yeah. Danny story? Would you like to know? Which is okay, fucked so up because Sharon it should have been Laura and Danny at the end of the season. Um, I don't know. Probably please. not anymore. But was at one point and at one point that I was living in Toronto a bartender at Brouhaha. And so every day when Away. I used to walk home from school I used to pass her getting out of an Uber to go to work because I lived across the street from Bruhaha, right? And then one time when I was there, like, I don't know, after a show or something, she was my server and I almost had a heart attack and it (gasps) was everything in my soul not to be like, I loved you in Carmilla because I know she's like an actress and I didn't want to (laughs) like... embarrass her yeah. by being like the only thing I've seen you in is like probably yeah is is a lesbian web drama 
Um, I will say, I uh, uh, my my love and deep attraction to Danny aside, I, I, I also think agree. she was giving one of the best performances on this show. I, I think she's legitimately about really how good. old Danny is supposed to be, because I was like, okay, you have first year student. She is also I, my sense was that she was also an undergrad, student, which like. Weird that third year students are being TAs, but also it does happen and it does happen at U of T. So, once again, if this is supposed to be yeah. modeled after U of T, it is canonical. Um, this is in fact because I was watching this and I was like, that is so unethical, but then I was like, but also, we're like the same age, like <laughs> it is, yeah, it's not, it's not unethical in terms of the age. Because they're clearly both undergrads, but it is un- it is unethical in so far as Danny has control over like her marking. And I was like, I was, I had that same thought, and I knew you as a real life TA were going to have that note as well. But because the show does touch on it, and they were like, yeah, that is kind of fucked up. <laughs> I'm like, you know what? All right, that's my ask and answered. You guys know that it's weird. Um. Oh God, I love I loved Danny. Um, I was also I thought just from the sort of uh, like the dynamics of the plot and the writing, I thought for sure that a one of the like the show creator was gonna be one of the characters uh, or one of the actors, and I my I had a hunch it was gonna be Danny. Yeah. I was wrong. As it turns out, the show creator doesn't appear on <laughs> is not any of the actors. <laughs> Which is a, a level of restraint that you don't usually see in web series, so I appreciated that. Um, but you know, kudos—they got actual okay, actors. The first time they, um, I let's talk about Perry and LaFontaine. Suppressed okay. all of the transphobia out of my brain, and when it start, when it start, like my first note when they first appeared on the screen was Perry and LaFontaine make me so happy because in my head. I was like, oh my god, I remember the two of you. I Me too. It. And then, like, the next page, I'm like, fuck, never mind. I forgot how, like, fucking toxic that relationship was. So. Yeah. Is. Yeah. Is LaFontaine yeah. having, La having gender? Is that. And Perry is not. Is that what's going on there? I know. That's fucked up because I want, I really liked Perry and I wanted to like Perry. And I was like, well, clearly they wouldn't, they're not doing a gender thing. Cause if they were, they wouldn't have a sympathetic character. Like super like, hostile. Like dead naming a trans character in a really hostile um, way. Is that something that gets like explored in further yeah, seasons? LaFontaine's gender? Because it's, it's consistently she, her. In the show, we did shift to to a they them situation, and Perry did start using the correct name. Interesting, um, which is great. Um, but I was like, wow, the just the that's like, great dead naming. Thanks, Perry. Appreciate it. Was I, it was such ago. a weird vibe, and it did it put me to mind of like well, it was 2014, Canada, which for reference. Was... Uh, gay marriage was not legal at the federal level in right. the United States. 
but I'm saying, I'm just saying culturally sort of where I'm coming from, like 2014, it was legal in Canada, but Canada was very much, I think the exception rather than the rule for that. Um, And in a lot of jurisdictions in the U S it wasn't legal. And so like, like gender in the mainstream, like non-binary gender was a few years off and it was like uh, the treatment of La Fontaine, both in fiction by her not girlfriend, we'll talk about it, Perry, like, like and also on the part the of the situation. writers. I was like, did we just not? Know. Did you it just not have any like, idea what you were doing? I feel like, like because the being gay was never an issue in it. Like there was very little like homophobia in this. I will say because it was just yeah, like it was just like gay is the default. So I feel like they had to... Like, yeah, because it's it's somewhere. it's really as gay as you know default. What I mean? They had to be oppressing someone and, like, create some sort of, like, harmful narrative. <laughs> they them. had to be so oppressing like, somebody. let's just mistreat LaFontaine constantly. But it's... N- yeah. I guess... Because as soon as I heard, I was like, did you say La Fontaine? Which apparently is her last name. Like, that is but also, part of the character. Not, like, um, but I was like, that is the, that is the like, goofiest, this whole really like, cringy, most like, fucking envy culture of, envy like, fucking... I'm like, that's where this started. We have Carmilla to blame. <laughs> yeah, really. Um... Really, the 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 ground the ground zero. Um, I was Annie. I rate it when in the last moments of the series they said that uh, Perry has is dating someone, <laughs> and it's not. Sorry. Okay, so for the listener who didn't take the uh, two and a half hours I to watch this fucking show, thanks, Annie. <laughs> It's a it is a trip. I'm glad I watched it. Um, but one of the characters that's introduced is a flash drive. Is a ghost. <laughs> is a ghost who inhabited like the li- their library's catalogs. Essentially, he died there in like the 1870s because of I don't know magic bullshit. He got stuck in the card catalog, Fontaine, and then somebody, like, I think yeah, LaFontaine puts him in a flash drive. JP. <laughs> and so. He appears as a character as a, um, like, as text on the screen in the most, I found that so annoying, not even visually, just, like, I found it offensive as a narrative device. Um, And in the end, as there's sort of a little epilogue, there's like, oh, here's what's happening now. Um, Laura says that LaFontaine has been spending a lot of time in the library with JP, the flash drive doing research and stuff and i said audibly no and then laura says i think they're kind of dating and i said no because perry and Lafontaine are treated as a pair throughout the show they are inseparable they're best friends they're seen holding hands at one point by the by clearly a gay couple they're a gay couple and it is offensive to me that and I thought the show was taking that for granted. With a fucking computer. Man. I was like, okay, hold on. Man. <laughs> it, but, but they also, because if it was if it was supposed to be just queer baiting, and it's like, oh, they were just good friends the whole time, I'd be like, oh, fucking, okay. But then they throw in a line that 
that LaFontaine is dating the last drive and Perry is upset There's about clearly it. Clearly yearning. So it's like, I mean, is there yearning at play on. here? It, the, it was so frustrating to me. I'll give you a little spoiler. In season two or three, I don't remember. Um, Please. JP becomes personified. Not going to watch, like, so spoil away. Figure out how to like put him in a human body. Oh, God. Oh, God. Just like, come on. You're going to lead us the entire show with like, oh, Perry and LaFontaine like Gross. clearly love each other. They just like are having issues. Like, and then you're going <laughs> to. You're gonna get left on day to end ah. with the computer man. <laughs> it was such a weird decision. Like, just let them be a gay couple. They are. You know what I mean? They're like, and like, I found them really like charming as a gay couple. Um, they complement each other so well. Like they are the two of them are the representation that I'm looking for. <laughs> and LaFontaine ends up dating oh a, like a floppy disk. Fuck this. Um, sure. I um I have a couple just no, 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 sort of ahead. notes from go my ahead. watch through that I'll I'll hit on unless you have another talking point for the moment. Um, so there's a scene where um. Carmilla's like, okay, Laura, I will finally... I think it says something about how much I did not give a shit about this character that Laura I am actively struggling to remember her name. Inconsequential um, and she is the protagonist, so... Ever. <laughs> ever. Um, so the scene where Carmilla's like... They tie, <laughs> they tie Carmilla to a chair. Um, that was and, also and, hot. And yeah, right. And they also like hang garlic on her. And I'm like, she's a super strong. <laughs> she's a super strong vampire. Is the it, it, she should be able to just break out of these ropes? Is the garlic sapping her power like kryptonite? Anyway, that's not what I'm talking about for this scene. What I'm talking about is Carmel is like, I will finally share my incredibly tragic backstory with you. Of like, I had a girlfriend in the 1600s and she died and blah blah blah. And like now my mother makes me hunt for people and Laura breaks out honest to God puppets to convey Carmilla's backstory, which is, which are the actions of a child. Um, first of all, and also they're so, she clearly yeah, had these ready to yeah. go. Like they're not just like talking socks. Like they have wigs on. She has a little puppet theater. I was, but I was gobsmacked at that like, decision because I'm like did you think I like, wouldn't think about that that just made me really upset because it was it didn't fit with the rest of the show at all like I'm all for like you know kitsch and things being weird but the show does enough of that <laughs> and it's not the same brand of, of kitsch as the weird puppet show was yeah Because there's a there's a degree of kitsch throughout the show where we often like, see photos kind of that Laura's like splashing <laughs> on the screen for us, and the Photoshop is consistently atrociously bad. Exactly, that's a good gag, and that fits with the aesthetic. But the Laura breaks out the puppets was and like, what the fuck are you Like I was mad at her as Laura. Yeah. 
And I was like, yeah, like, let this scene just be serious. There was a certain, I think there's a certain sensibility in the writing, which I frankly find to be pretty common in sort of amateur or amateur-ish writing, where it's like, you can't just let a scene be serious. You have to undercut it with one-liners. And boy, oh boy, are there fucking one-liners in this show. I have an entire section that we'll go through of quotes. Um, But it was just, it was bizarre. Um, I will say in the next scene, there's a visual gap that I really liked where Carmilla is still tied to the chair. Hot, obviously. Um, And they they give her drink out of a straw. And it's just like, it's visually very funny. It's a really well done gag. And I'm like, I appreciate that. And she's, they also, she's like drinking out of the blood cup that's taped to her chest, watching, must be Twilight or something. A joke which I really wish they'd written better jokes for because it's a really the, funny the idea and they kind of just didn't write very good jokes. Um, I, t- I talked about setting in my notes. Um, oh, there, as somebody uh, who I'm currently the last couple weeks been praying at the church of Lieutenant Ellen Ripley from the Aliens franchise, there's an Aliens reference oh. in this show, like a really explicit one that I appreciated. Um, there's, I think Fontaine at one point makes reference to like, we're going to go fuck them up. We're going to duct tape our flamethrower to our pulse rifle, which is what Ripley does at the end of Aliens. She goes into the alien nest and she like I tapes two weapons together. Really cool. Um, um <laughs> yeah. Okay. If you don't mind, I would like to talk about Twilight in reference to Please. Um, so let's talk about Twilight. That is I haven't seen Twilight and I hope that's okay. Media at its finest. At its absolute peak. I just at watched Twilight for the first time like within the last year. Yeah. Um wow, that shocks thank me. You. That's You seem I'll like a Twilight person. I'll do that. respect. Um, but basically when Twilight came out, my uh mother deemed that I was too young to consume it. And then by the time I became old enough to consume it, I was like, that looks like it sucks. And it does. However, <laughs> so yeah, a few different it was no longer culturally relevant by the time you got and old I enough. I like that Twilight was like considered part of this universe because I think that's funny. Because if we're going to do a show about vampires yes. that's like modern and hip with the kids... We should be addressing Twilight, which is like the most extensive piece of vampire lore, right? Exactly. Especially in 2014. As I recall, in maybe 2014, I think they were, were they still they making those had movies? Just finished the series. I'm not sure. Oh, very much. Peak Either way, it was so at kind of at peak relevance. Like, Laura is trying to research vampires. And so she's reading Twilight, and I'm like, ha, 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 very funny. And then that scene that you mentioned there where Carmilla's tied up, she's watching yeah. Twilight. That is also hilarious. However, there were some... I The way that I'm seeing it is if you're going to address Twilight, you have to be consistent with the Twilight vampire lore. Okay. I disagree, because in this universe... Okay. Twilight is fictional. (laughs) I still think that there are some things that should have taken heed from Twilight to make them more plausible. Notably, so, okay, when Carmilla was talking about her little backstory, she mentioned that she she comes back to the university every 20 years, right? 
to to harvest more sluts, if you will. Um, yeah, that sounds right. Because you know, in twenty years, no one will recognize her. Whatever, whatever, whatever. Yes. Twenty years, however, I don't think is enough time. Because think about like faculty and stuff could still be there twenty years later and recognize her. I okay. I have had professors in subsequent years that don't recognize me. You know what I mean? I think the odds of twenty years like, later a professor maybe, giving okay, enough of a shit about their students to like look them like, in the eyes and know who they are. You know, and then as a professor twenty years later, being like, hey. You know what I mean? I think 20 years is not enough time. And in Twilight, when they come back to yeah. the same place, they wait until everyone is dead and then they come back, which makes sense because then no one recognizes them and is like, hey, you look like those weird people I knew 20 Fair. years ago who had those weird orange eyes. What's up with that? They just don't know. In fairness, also, if you do the math, though, she hasn't done this that many times because they say that she was buried in Austria <laughs> during the Great War, which I yeah. uh, the, I think it was like the, the last Great War in Europe. It's it's ambiguous whether it's World War One or World War Two, but she is disinterred in, I think, the 40s um, by her mother. And so she's only so I mean, if we if we do the math, she's only been Laura doing this cycle for like maybe three or four times. And it school. seemed like she'd been doing it a long time. Yeah. So. Oh yeah. Little plot. Thing and they talk about there. the 1870s. But either a way, lot. I think that they that should have weird. made Carmilla old. Because is she a 700 year old vampire or is she a hundred years old? Right. No, she's much older. She's from the 1600s. But if she dies in the Great War... God, I don't remember. That's really more my fault than the shows. But they really do... She didn't die in the Great War. She was she was already a vampire. And then as punishment, question mark, her mother buried her in, quote, a coffin of blood, know. which is one of my quotes, because I have no idea what that is. Okay. Um, is it, okay, like, frozen? Okay. I don't know. Um, I just want to... Um, but they put her underground for a while, I just as, like, a timeout. Speaking of Carmilla, something that I wrote down, which is not really relevant, but that I think is funny... Um, I said, Carmilla is not a vampire. She is just a Victoria College student mm. who went to private school but really loves poor artists because she thinks she relates to them. Wow. <laughs> like, really getting really at the, the, the classism I mean, uh, subtext the of, uh, of this <laughs> show. Um, but she's like edgy with her thrifted leather pants. <laughs> and, her, and her hot topic everything um here's a question uh out of curiosity do we ever meet laura's dad because he gets mentioned a I'll lot be totally honest season two and three like totally escape me which i think is good um i don't know that we ever i'm them, proud of laura you. has insane daddy issues like insane dad. She's talk yeah. And like like her dad is like a prepper. Like I, there's something going on there. I was Mom's this and I for was like, sure. Oh, um I see why I related to Laura as a teen. 
Because, like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> the yearning. Also, well. the, also the yearning. There are a lot of reasons. I'll talk about that maybe later. Uh, um, please, I have just a couple of my favorite quotes. quotes I'd like to share. Um, at one point, Laura is interviewing the two girls that already disappeared uh, after their reappearance before they become whores. Um, and uh, Laura, Laura asks one of them, do you remember anything from the time you were kidnapped? And the girl <laughs> says, El Zilcho, which was just a Disney Channel line. It was really funny. Um, at one point, Laura refers to Betty uh, as a, quote, Jaeger bombinatrix, which was just a hell of a portmanteau. Um, let's see what else. Um, oh, at one point... Uh, Carmilla is trying to protect Laura so she ties this like charm around her wrist and well and Laura says is that a dried bat wing which is such a specific guess like I cannot imagine somebody tying something to me that's what a normal person she doesn't say what is that she says is that a dried bat wing which to me implies she's seen a dried bat wing somewhere before Um, yeah that's true um, at one point, they refer to, I think Danny refers to Carmilla as, quote, Elvira, actress of the snark, which is a really good joke. Like, that's funny. There are two um, men. The one man in this, well, there's two men, but the one that matters, yeah. we haven't really talked about, I think his name is Hirsch. Um, he is, he's characterized as, um, he's like the, the, he's essentially the football the players hippo. from Heathers without the sexual assault. There is good himbo Well, not without. He's a himbo um, in this show. And he's great. And he like falls in love with one of the girls that have like the magic brain disease or whatever. And she dies in like a vampire fight. And at one point he says, the memorial was nice. There was a, he goes to her funeral and he says, the memorial was nice. There was a rock with her name on it. And I thought, sir, do you mean a gravestone? Do you not? Oh, does this man not know what a gravestone is? is? He is really sweet. Like, husband, brother, Will, maybe? Yeah, something like that. He's not. Yeah, Will, I think his name is, or Wilson. Hirsch is such a little sweetie. No, he's a he's a bad boy. He has huge. He's a sweetie. I want I want nothing but the best for Hirsch going forward. Hey, can I walk you? Hey, can I walk you home? He only refers to women as hotties. Yes. He's like he's yes. like if, if Bill that, and Ted like really, worked out a lot. I thought it was really um, funny how much the men in the show were like objectified, specifically by Danny, who always calls them like mesomorphs. Yeah. I don't know, but it's a weird thing to call dudes. What's that mean? <laughs> I was like, I get it, you're a lesbian, but like Use English words, yeah. please. Um, oh, she's God. so funny. I love, I love Danny though, and I love the way she interacts with Hirsch. Um, I think those were all my good lines, uh, except oh, at one point they're like, "Oh my God!" Like the dean of students is abducting these girls to 
to the old gods. And I think it's LaFontaine says, so much for the university's progressive policy on feminism, huh? Which feels like an outline of a line that they were going to write later. I wrote that down too. Because it's a good line. They could have put a joke there. It's just it's such an awkward line. <laughs> also, at some point... At one point, somebody says, what the what? Which is just great. I don't care who you are. So much. No, I don't think so. I don't think they cuss in this, do they? It's really, it's very PG-13 in the sense that, like, so I think I think this was for, like, 12 and 13 years. Maybe not for them, but, like, it was very this, much, very well suited for young Verve movies. I believe it was Girl. Um, by the, Verve Girl. By the time it finished, it was rebranded as Kind of TV, which is Verve where you can girl. watch it. Um, but Verve Girl was a Canadian media company targeted yep. to women aged 13 to 24. So that's a big range, meaning there is no lesbian sex in this, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> and it's all the way at the fucking end of the show. There is there is one kiss in the Insane. entire show. And let me tell you, the buildup was stellar. It was a great kiss. And they at a certain level, I was glad they held it the until then. It should the have been Danny instead of Carmelo, but whatever. Yeah. Um, um, but they made the additional seasons just so that people could watch Carmilla what? kiss because they're like, you made us wait all this time and you're giving us one kiss, two and a half hours and oh. one kiss. It's like High School Musical. One kiss? So wait, there might the, be more, the, the love triangle ends there. Danny remember. never gets a shot. Because I, I I find love triangles tiresome and hackish, but I do need Danny and Laura they to end up together. So I feel like there's any together, hope for me. I can me. tell you that. <laughs> when will when will a like, tall woman find love? Definitely sometime. I promise. You can find Sharon Bell <sighs> on Twitter, and just you know, yeah. <laughs> Just hit on her. I'm not. She's probably straight in real life. Um, I'm sorry. I shouldn't assume that. That's that's <laughs> fucked up of you, Annie. So, um, what else did we want to talk about vis-a-vis Carmilla? If if you want, and Please. these are mostly about the characters and me. Um. Mm-hmm. So I sort of already spoiled this, but um, you know, imagine that you're 16 year old me which is how old I was when this came out. Um, who did I Got see it. myself as? Uh, yeah. You saw yourself as Laura. No, certainly not. I don't think you would now, of course. Um, but I absolutely th- think that 16-year-old oh, Annie Because 16-year-old Annie like, wanted to be an English major, um, was like, Healthy relationships are when scary women are mean to you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, that's mean. Um, that's also mean now. I'm still stuck in the 16 year old Annie headspace. To watch this now and be like, thank God my personality did not solidify as Laura. I was like, oh, thank God. 
Yeah, if you would crystallize. Huge, I wrote down mezzo-soprano musical theater girl vibes. And I had like an... Yep. I had an Spanish teacher energy. It's the same. It's the same demographic. But I didn't, which is great. I was, yep. however, that annoying in high school. Just in case you were wondering, like everything yes. I did also dress. Like okay, her. good to know. Um. So another question that I have is, had you watched this in 2014, who would you have seen yourself as? <sighs> I would have felt an uncomfortable draw to that's such a good question. Um either either La Fontaine for the butch energy. I think I would have really I would have really felt that. Yeah. Or um yeah. probably Danny, honestly. Really <laughs> and truly. Cause she's such a smarmy dick. She's better, and she and she is better than every man that she meets, and she knows that, and it's awesome. And she's super tall. I'm not tall. I bet she's taller than me. Um, Is that every time Danny's in the shot, unless she's standing at the mm -hmm. back of the room, she's like totally cut off. When they when they introduce her, so her it, we only see her from the neck down, which is hysterical. Laura too, because Laura is always in frame, but Danny is like chest down. Laura's so face. smart, and I like that. Um, I definitely think I would have seen myself. I wouldn't have. I, I, I it, for with Danny, right. it definitely would have been. A, do I want to be her? Do I want to date I think her? That's fair. I was also um, very into well, little of both as a teen, not as like. This is someone I think I am, but like I was like, ooh, athletic girl. Ooh, drool drool. Um, who if yeah. anyone she's so did cool. You, like presently identify with watching this? Is it still Danny? Ooh, that's a Yeah. It's it's Danny more than anybody that's good. else. <laughs> I didn't really none of these people felt like me, which I was okay with. Um, I felt, I felt totally fine with that. There would have been a point, um, maybe a couple of years ago where I was just coming into my aesthetic where it's like, I'm a total Carmela. Like I was, I was very, I was fairly goth very briefly. Um, and then I, I just left that stage and now yeah. I find sure. Laura the most annoying. I think I'm the least like Laura. Yeah. Um, honestly, as far as identifying, maybe still La Fontaine. You know what I mean? But I, they're they're a little too plucky, a little too uh, quirky is not yeah, the right word, but fair. a little too. They've got I they've got Moxie. I don't have Moxie. Couldn't help from noticing the similarities between me and La Fontaine as people with gender who choose men. I was like, ooh. <laughs> who like mm, that's true people like, with gender who shockingly choose men who, who against all odds also oh, in terms of having a dynamic where yes. um I, I i am the parody like to your la fontaine like in that people think like we're dating and then you choose a man instead 
uh, the, the 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 intense transphobia. It's I like know, I don't want to be called Susan anymore. I'm Harry. like, come on, man, get with the program. She was in love with Lana Lana so and I'm like, cool. So get over it and go get them before they start dating a computer. Yeah, <laughs> get over it or date. Oh, oh it was computer, so and it only gets worse. It, that upset me so JP profoundly. That was my least favorite decision. I don't remember, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Um, okay. Was this show Ugh, who cares? I don't have to care anymore. Worse than you expected. That's good. Oh, uh honestly better. I I was I was not I the writing bad in that it was it was really unfunny. I think suffered mostly because of the script. I actually thought the acting yeah, in general was pretty it's good. The writing, but really... Um in, in terms of production quality, not bad. Um we talked about there's a section in the video we watched where the audio cuts out, which apparently is not the show's fault. That is whoever oh, edited that compilation together. People in the comments were commenting on it and saying okay, it's not like that in the original. Good to know. Thank you for um, looking into that. Like they they had one good camera. They the audio was good. The special effects were bad. The practical effects were I think fine. they did a good job of um, like, working sure. within their means. Like they didn't try and do anything I agree. that they knew they would not be able to accomplish. And they really stuck yeah. to the like all the cool stuff happens the, like, elsewhere. Web series, you're watching this from your computer. It's being filmed from a computer, and within those constraints, they did it well. Yeah. Um, I also think uh, might be one of your questions, and if so, I don't want to step on it, but like I think in terms of queer representation, it's not terrible. It's not bad. Because it it's because I think it takes the step that any mainstream media made in 2014, I frankly any mainstream media made today, which is just taking the gay for granted. It is something that wouldn't that I never see and is a part of like it also reflects, like, I think of my life and your life and, like, the life of queer people today is, like, queer as default. Like, most of the people in my circles aren't straight. And so not something that needs to be extensively set up or Honestly, like, the uh, only explained. other show I know that has done this with, like, this, like, default, it's not really addressed because it's just taken for granted and whatever, is, like, Shit's Creek. And that's, yeah. like, a relatively newer show. This that's yeah I'm trying to think probably started ended. around this time yeah right? i guess it's it started the same year but it didn't get gay until later so i'm calling him right yes. here carmilla um, did it first <laughs> carmilla, carmilla did it for carmilla was the first run. queer representation it's i i think what it is when i say taking the gay for granted is like I can count on one hand because it's the two things we just talked about. How many gay narratives there are that aren't also coming out? So narratives. refreshing. I'm and so that's tired so of refreshing, especially because because I... I don't give a shit no, about I Laura coming to terms her sexuality. Lesbian. Yeah, I want her to k- kissing a cool vampire. Um, that's just very refreshing. So overall, this was this was a better show. Oh, I, I thought know. you were really subject me to something terrible, and it wasn't okay. I good. I want the next thing um, we watch to be fucking awful. Do you have any predictions for what might happen next? 
I have to note I I can't confirm any of them because I don't actually. I was gonna. I would like to know what you think. I was gonna say I want to play a game where like I have to guess the next season's like bit. So, Laura and Carmilla, they're definitely dating because they're lesbians and they kissed once. Um, so they might as well be married. Um, I think that. Oh man, there's definitely like they definitely recycle the dean as the villain for the next season. They do not come up with new material. It's I think in terms of the the supernatural conflict, it's a lot of the same shit. Um, we get a lot more time with I think they introduce more men. I think we get a lot more time with the frat boys because um, you could tell the show is just barely restrained from giving us more time. Which I appreciated the restraint, but you know I, I like Hirsch, so if we get more Hirsch time, I'm okay with. It. Um, so my 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 predictions are uh, there's more men. <laughs> Laura yeah. and Carmela are dating and fighting a lot. Um, they recycle the dean, and I'm also gonna say that we get. Okay. Um, I don't actually. Danny gets a girlfriend. If any those of those are my predictions happen. But I will tell you that we move locations. We get a new setting because something happens to the university. Really? Swallowed by some thing. I don't know. The alchemy department blows it up or something. And so they have to Cataclysm. And they like... (laughs) They they have to... Did you mean the alchemy club? Invade this like old mansion or something. I don't know. They move settings. You can say they invade this old man. Um, I oh, by the way, one last thing about the spooky, spooky magic. This pissed me off. They're reading Sumerian text. Fine, as a linguist, gotta see the love for the ancient languages. The the like supernatural beings and deities that are in that book. They just stole the names from Lovecraft mythos, which like a fuck H.P. Lovecraft. Obviously, that guy fucking sucked. And also, what a lazy move. Just get your own great old ones, dude. It's not that hard. Just write down a bunch of letters. Um, I expected this to be something that would I... piss me off and that you would <laughs> not so take any joke. notice of because you've had sex. Yeah, sorry. Um, it did it okay, did it did upset me though. I'm like, God, d- we know. Um, who do we you know think is I know the best anyway. character in the show, and who do you think is the worst? I think we know who the worst is. Laura is the worst. <laughs> Laura is the worst. Laura is the agree, worst. Yeah. And also, all love to the actress, but I also think she's giving probably the weakest performance. Yeah. Um, and even that's like not that she, bad, but she's definitely the most tiresome. In a few weeks, um, um, which another is, movie starring the actress who plays Laura and Carmilla, and she does give a better performance in the movie than he does in this series. Oh, wow. Yeah. Good. I think, she, I, I didn't see her to be totally talentless, so that's nice to hear. Best character, um, I felt like I really got Danny's, yeah. I, I'm going to talk about Danny, obviously. I feel like I really got Danny's, like, internal motivation really well. Understood, uh, like, her, like, urge to protect and the way she, like, solves problems and interacts with people i was like danny feels like a real person to me she i feel like has the most realistic like queer experience with like yeah oh i like have a personality 
and I'm like yearning, but the person I yearn for likes a vampire. Realism added happened to me. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. I think to sort of wrap up, um, I would like to ask you, and we sort of touched on this a little, but do you think that this show holds up in the year of our Lord 2021? As a piece of queer media. Ooh. That's a great question. I'm going to say mm-hmm. largely yes. In terms of sexuality, yeah. pretty much perfectly. I would, it, it does not show its age in terms of sexuality. The treatment of gender is to me, so I'm of two minds. Because as, if I'm taking the first season in a vacuum, and not knowing that, like, they switch LaFontaine's pronouns later on, and that's something that's kind of dealt with in the narrative. If I just take this as a standalone piece of media, LaFontaine is just butchy yeah. and goes by her last name. In which case, that's fine. I find the evocation of the concept of yeah. dead naming fucking weird. Um, and I, that, like, even just it, this by itself puts my hackles up a little bit. But I'm like... Okay. I think if I just look at it from that perspective and that's where LaFontaine isn't having gender, I'm like, yeah, this is actually really solid. If we turn that switch on, it's a little shaky from from the gender perspective and I'd be curious to see how it's developed in later seasons. No. Mind you, not not. curious (laughs) enough to watch any more of this fucking show. Um, But actually, I think as far as queer media goes, like, this was... This was like cream of the crop for 2014. I'm pretty sure. This is all I had to cling to. I'm not lying. Like this, and and cling to for years to come. I think I rewatched this when I was in first year, so 2016 or 17, um, and was still like, "Wow, this is great." And then even watching this, I was like, "This is not as bad as I remember." Like this, the it's not as bad as I expected it to be. Obvious to me. I was like, oh, yeah. Uh oh. Perry. Uh oh. Um, Perry sucks. Perry but I think sucks. I think it was a good time. I think it's a good show. I think, like, it was I... definitely important for young people because of the, like, it's so normalized. We didn't have to, like, yeah. no one had to come to terms with their sexuality. Except for maybe LaFontaine to discover that they exactly. like computer men. <laughs> Which is the, that they are digitosexual. Um, uh, <laughs> non-binary and binary all at once. Um, yeah, yeah, like I, I would never re-watch this just for shits. Like I didn't find it that kind of enjoyable. I also would have gotten nothing out of it if I'd watched it when it came out. Cause I just like, I wasn't at that point with my queerness. Um, But like, I'm glad it exists. Honestly, I think if I were going back in time and giving young queer people, queer media to watch and it's like, don't watch this, watch this. I would be like, yeah, watch Carmilla. You could do a lot worse. Um, So I think with that, I, I mean, do you have anything else to say on the topic? I I really didn't have anything else. Um, I hope... Uh, I'm sorry it took us so long to record <laughs> this episode. 
Uh, I hope the next one is worse. I hope where I can really That's tear something apart instead of just be like, I thought it was kind of nice. Um, thank you so much for watching this and, and for talking about it with Great. me. Great. Appreciate it. You're so welcome. Thank you for having me. Just and I'll see face. you on the next episode. You forgot the name, didn't you? I... <laughs> just a phase. I wasn't sure if it... Nope. Nope, I it's knew I wasn't sure if it's it's just a phase or just a phase or is it, uh, if well, it's it's just a phase or just just a phase. Um anyway, probably not. <laughs> <laughs>